This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or you can visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Joining us this morning by a stroke of, of a miracle, he is, he is here. He is safe from the ice storm that was the Minnesota, the Minnesota. Ice Storm of 2022, Tony Shore. Tony, what's happening, buddy? Are you are you thawed out yet? <laughs> Woke up this morning uh, here in beautiful Stillwater, Minnesota, and the snow was coming down hard, huge flakes, and it was freezing to the roads. And I got up, showered, got ready, got off to work. Like I, I'm going to leave like five minutes, ten minutes early. You know, it's snowing. Got out to the highway parking lot, not moving, police cars zooming by. I notice up ahead of, you know, cars in the ditch and, but they, they weren't even stopping for those. There was something up further ahead and it was just backed up for miles and miles. So did a U-turn, came home. I'm in the home studio today. So, uh, no harm, no foul there. I just, uh, it was kind of a surprise storm. We were supposed to get a little rain, maybe a little snow and melt right away. No big deal. Well, it, it froze to the ground. It's rained, then froze, then snowed. And so, yeah, it's a mess out there and it's almost April. I thought it was spring. What happened? Uh, I don't know. We're, we're already getting, uh, we're already getting, you know, azaleas blooming and flowers are blooming and, uh, 70, 80 well, degree days. So you're in God's country. It's I, a be- of, spring of course, is beautiful. Of course, of spring course. is so beautiful there. I, I needed to, I, I should be down there with you right now, Travis. I've told you, you have an open invitation whenever you'd like to come. I know, I know, and I, and I, I have to get down there. Uh, you know, the months I should go down there are, you know, January, February, March, because those are the months that are horrible up here. So, January through April, just come on yep, down. Yep, yep. You can keep your permanent residence, just uh, get you an Airbnb for a few months and come on yep. down and join us. There you go. Well, uh, you know, speaking of marking yourself safe, I've, I've, I went on social media and marked myself safe from Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done that yet? Did you mark oh, yourself safe? No, no, <laughs> from the slap no, fest? I haven't. I haven't. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. Yeah. Talk about a, you know, what show? Yeah. Um, Hollywood. Uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, people are like, was it a put on? Or, you, know, you know, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey for, for as funny as he is and, and growing up, you know, obviously Loved he, Jim Carrey, he was big yeah. living, you know, in living color and then went on to, to, you know, comedic, yeah, comedic fame, dumb and dumber. Um, he really, he really got under my skin the other day, uh, because on, on Monday after the slap heard around the world, 
<laughs> he said, he said, you know, we're no longer the cool club. And I don't think he was kidding. And my whole thing is if you get your, if you get your morals, your ethics, or if you look up to the Hollywood elite, <laughs> yeah. God help you. Because if that's, that's what's true. considered the cool club, you can count me out. I was surprised that, he said that because he, he said some good things before and after it. But then he uh, said, we're no longer the cool club. And I'm like, yeah. dude, that's such a that's such, that's a such an elitist thing to say. What a piece of egotistical mm. thing to say. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I got news for you. It's not the cool. Hollywood isn't the cool club. First of Hollywood all. hadn't been cool since John Wayne died. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, um, so what's going on out there? Now, you wanted to talk today, Travis, about you said there's legislation moving through the House and Senate. Political, the political environment just keeps getting just 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 fire after fire after fire. And you would think that Congress would would actually want to you know, maybe take a break from from convoluting and uh, making a mess of laws. But you would be wrong. We have got now, Tony, we we talked about it a, a while back. It's it's been a few months because we we started covering it whenever it was uh, in the House Ways and Means Committee. And they they being the House just passed our HR 2954 legislation that is the Secure Act 2.0. And the Secure Act 2.0 is the Securing a Strong Retirement Act of 2022. Okay. 414 to 5, which means there's knuckleheads on both sides. And <laughs> right. there, there's some good stuff, and I'm going to give you the good, but I'm also going to give you the bad and tell you why Congress at this point really – I, I I don't know what to say. Um, I feel like we need to hear a flushing sound in Washington, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I wish. So, so the good is they are considering uh, and have passed that uh, RMDs are are going to go from 72 to 75. Now, for those of you out there that remember, back in 2019, we had the SECURE Act, the initial version, which I guess we'll call that 1.0 right now. Uh, 1.0 actually took the RMD age, cleaned it up from 70 and a half to 72. Great idea. But what it also did was it got rid of the stretch IRA, which we'll talk about in a second, which was a bad idea. Okay, so good and bad. Well, this time they've actually gone a step further and said, you know what, we're going to we're going to not only uh, we're going to not only extend RMDs, but we're actually going to move the date from 72 to 75. But, Tony, listen to this horse malarkey. So (laughs) so now the Secure Act 2.0 actually says the RMD is 73 for those starting January 1st, 2022 and beyond, 74 for those starting January 1st, 2029 and beyond, and 75 for those born, or not those born, those taking RMDs January 1st, 2032. So 73 for those in 22, 74 for those in 29, 75 for those in 32. Why couldn't they just say 75 across the yeah. board? What in the world? Why, Why do they have to Why? complicate it? Why does it have to be so 
freaking convoluted and complicated. I mean, that that's is our just, government for you. That's that is Uncle ridiculous. Tony, yeah, that complicates Tony, it. That's ridiculous. Uh, in the bill, they also have now increased, and they're going to start indexing uh, starting in twenty three. Not obviously this year. Starting in twenty three, you know, typically if you're, let's say, you're contributing to an IRA. <laughs> and you want to catch up your contribution, then if you're over the age of 50, you know, you're 6,000 prior to age 50, and then it's another thousand catch up over age 50. And that has been essentially the same for years and years and years. Yep. That's actually going to start being indexed. So uh, I, I will say that's probably a glimmer of, of hope. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not everything, but it's it's a positive. Okay, so let's give credit where credit's due. What else does the Secure Act 2.0 do? Well, it also puts in three limits that are both going to be indexed. So now you're going to have actually uh, additional increases for catch-up con- uh, contributions at 62 and 63 and 64, but not 65. So if you work past 65 they're not giving you any credit um and you get an additional up to 10,000 and 5,000 respectively and those the the final do, the final details have not been released on that but so they're going to give you instead of a thousand there will be one phase in for five and then another phase in for 10 so uh for those who are trying to catch up maybe they're empty nesters now they're not paying for college tuition they're not paying you know books etc this will be a good way to for them to to put some additional dollars away in the last part of their working career now <laughs> you want to get to the bad let's talk about the wow. bad yeah okay. that was all the good yeah the the bad wow. is they they but continue. the good sounded good to me i mean the good was good but the bad is yeah. going to be bad uh so in 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 the pre-secure act 1.0 era beneficiaries had three three essentially uh, ways to access money if they inherit it as a, as a beneficiary. Number one, they could take it as a lump sum. Number two, they could take it over five years. Number three, if they chose to, they could take it over their lifetime, which would be a what we call a stretch IRA. Yep. What a stretch IRA did was, is let's say you left it to a 40-year-old. Well, you could potentially take distributions for another 40, 45 years. And instead of having to take it all at one time, you could take it a little bit over time, allow it to still continue to grow. You know, it exponentially increased how much you were inheriting. And and not have to pay the taxes all at once. Correct, correct. You're that, and that's that's why that's it allowed it allowed you to create more value because you sure. didn't have to lose 40% upfront of taxes. Yeah. Well, now the SECURE Act... or 1.0, whenever it came into being, it got rid of that. And if you recall, Tony, there was ambiguous language about when RMDs would be required because originally... Originally, it was it was left it was left to the imagination of attorneys, so to speak, because the language was not clear. It said that you you would have to take the entire distribution by the 10th year. Okay, so it it left it ambiguous whether you had to take distributions years one through nine and you could, but you had to have it all out in year 10. Well, they went after that again. They tried to they tried to clean it up and actually made a bigger mess. So, oh, good yeah, lord, yeah, it's because yeah, pretty... I knew when you started talking about that, I'm like, hey, they got rid of the stretch in the first Secure Act. 
right? Yeah, but it, it was a like I said, it was a little ambiguous because you had different classifications. You know, it used sure. to be you had used to you had two beneficiary designations. Number one, you were either a, a an eligible or a non eligible beneficiary. What that means is, if let's say for instance uh, you were uh, you were a direct beneficiary, son, daughter, you know, whomever you left it to whomever and they could stretch it over their lifetime they couldn't you couldn't leave it to your child and then them leave it to their child and then start the stretch over but you could do it for at least one generation and then the second generation would have their own rules they would have to follow after the fact because it was inherited inherited money right you couldn't you couldn't water it down but so much well now this is what really, uh, as Peter Griffin says on Family Guy, this is what grinds my gears. So we have uh, Ed Slot wrote an article, which I thought was really, really well written and uh, participated in the Think Advisor. I don't know if anybody out there reads that or if it's just nerds like me. But <laughs> uh, essentially what it did was it muddied the water because now, you know, most people, I think they know that there is a, a a requirement to take income, but I don't think they realize if they miss or miss uh, misuse this rule that it is literally the largest tax bill in the code. Uh, because if you do not meet the RMD requirements, you have to take a 50% penalty. So let's say your RMD was 20,000, Tony, you don't take it. Guess what? Uncle Sam gets 10 and then you have to claim the whole 20 as taxable income. Oh. So you could have you could effectively lose, you know, 60 percent of that that distribution uh, before you batted an eye. So wow. that's why it's getting a little bit a little bit uh, squirrely. So now instead of two designations, we have three designations. You have the non designated, the designated and the eligible designated. So basically, if you're not a spouse or if you're not uh, a disabled or chronically ill beneficiary, if you're not a minor child, then essentially you're going to either be a non-designated or designated. But here's the big deal. So the interpretation was the the 10-year rule would give you the flexibility of not having to take the whole distribution at one time. So let's say that you had an IRA and and let's assume you didn't have to take it. You could leave it in its form. You could leave it in its current form and a hundred thousand, let's say in 10 years became 200,000. Well, as long as you took the, the final distribution in the 10th year, you could keep that tax deferral and then you would just pay the taxes on whatever the balance was at that time. Or if you wanted to take it piece by piece, you could. Well, now they're saying that there's there's some additional rules. They've brought back some of the rules from before and still it makes no sense. All right. So here's the rule. If you are inheriting the an IRA, Tony, and let's say your 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 mother and father leave you an IRA. If they were not RMD age at the time of their death, then you still don't have an annual RMD. You just have to fully withdraw the balance at the end of 10 years. But if your parents left you the same IRA after they turned 72 or their RMD age, which now could be 73, 74, 75, uh, guess what? You have to take continue to take minimum distributions each year until the 10th year. And then you have to take the entire balance. Why, why wow. do they have to do that? 
Why? 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 What? What is the purpose? That it, that makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. <laughs> I don't know why they put some of these things in there. It's it ridiculous. Any, yeah. Also, that's a really crazy one. Well, also, you know, because uh, the one thing I, I've told you guys and told uh, told those on on our on our podcast and on our radio show. You know, the good thing about this is, is we try to find the gems in the, in the BS, right? And one of the gems is Roth IRAs, and they didn't touch this one. Thank God. Wait till next time. Uh, The Roth IRAs actually, actually have no RMDs for the owner. So let's say your parents had an, had a Roth IRA. Well, anytime they passed away, they would actually fall into the rule that deemed them to have passed prior to RMD age. Does that make sense? They never had an RMD, so they're always going to be deemed to have passed prior to. So the one thing they do have is they did leave the Roth where same situation I talked about earlier. Yeah, let's say it's a Roth now, a Roth IRA, ta- grows tax-free, comes out tax-free, uh, provided you meet all the requirements. But in the inheritance rules now, if let's say, for instance, 100000 is inherited year one, it grows to 200000 in year 10, then they can actually still maintain that tax deferral and tax-free growth and tax-free uh, death benefit paid in the 10th year. If so, it's in a Roth. If it's in a Roth, but yeah. because, you know, I just make sure a lot of people, because we've talked about on the show, they they think that RMDs are just not a, applicable to Roth at all. That's not the case. And we've talked about on the show, you have to know the rules. They're not they're not applied to the owner, but they are applied to the beneficiary. So just know the rules, know, know what you don't know, try to find out. But holy cow. Tony, I, I just I, I can't I can't believe it. And there's there's more. And I feel like the ShamWow commercial. But wait, there's more. There's more. So 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 the last the last ShamWow in the in the new Secure Act 2.0, which uh, I have another name for, but I will not repeat it on the air for the FCC. Um, so the new new term created by the Secure Act 2.0, guess what it's called? It's called the hypothetical RMD. And you think I'm joking, but I'm really not. What? Do you know what it is? The hypothetical yep. RMD? That's not actually what I'm going to read you the verbiage. It said that hypotheticals RMDs are not really RMDs that must be taking, but are taken, but additional annual RMD calculations that will have to be made each year to determine how, uh, how much of the IRA that the spouse inherited from his or her spouse can be rolled over into a spousal IRA uh, since RMDs cannot be rolled over. What? What that means is, let's say, for instance, you have a let, let's I'm just going to give you a, a random example. So let's let's say, for instance, uh, you had a spouse who didn't take their rollover or, or take ownership of the IRA. If they left it in the beneficiary's name, which they can do because as a spouse, they have the option of leaving it as the let's say the 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 beneficial or John Smith IRA for the benefit of Jane Smith. If Jane left it in John's name, then even though, even though 
She is not required to have RMDs. She has to have an annual calculation to determine what it seems here to be the economic benefit. And she'll have to have some type of taxation or some type of calculation used for her taxes going forward if she keeps it in that format. Now, what that's going to do for me, that's just going to basically accentuate why when you're a spouse and you inherit money, go ahead and roll it into your name and just be done with it, right? Just be done with it because it. what they're trying to do is keep spouses that are trying to play the shell game, if you will. And if they if they move it into, you know, let's say they keep it in their their spouse's name to gain access, maybe they're not, you know, 59 and a half, whatever the case may be, they keep it in their spouse's name, they can still use their age. So they would take distributions on their their benefit, but then they roll it into their name later on so they can avoid taking distributions. Well, this is designed to eliminate that and to make spouses actually have to access those funds no matter what. It is I can't tell you how much my brain almost exploded whenever I read some of this because I'm like, who in God's name sat there in committee, sat there in a room and said, let's see just how complicated and convoluted we can make these rules for retirees because God knows they don't have anything else to worry about. Well, it yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. And and think about the retirees who aren't working with a trusted financial services professional like yourself. I mean, you have I mean, are they going to be able to figure all this out and know about all the changes and how to navigate these new waters? I mean, this right here illustrates why you need to work with a financial services professional. Well, the answer- I, I mean, it's terrible and I know you're frustrated by it, but uh, it's job security for you that the more no, it is, but it's just so the more complicated they make it. I mean, the harder it is for retirees. Tony, and, and the the problem is, and and most everyone out there has heard this expression: ignorance of the law is no defense. So if you make a mistake, guess what? They don't care. You're, I mean, you might be able to file fifty uh, form fifty three twenty nine, fix a missed uh, missed a uh, miss uh, distribution here and there, but they don't care you're going to pay the penalty. And that's just, that's why I said, I don't understand why it's got to be this hard. There should not be this much, this much just complication and and convolution and just, it is just, it is so frustrating and so infuriating to know that, you know, in the name of trying to, to clean things up, they not only make them worse, but basically turn it in, turn a, a, a fender bender into a 10 car pileup. It's just like, are, are you kidding me right now? And then last but not least, since we're on RMDs and we're getting close to the time, Tony, you need to make sure that if you haven't taken your RMDs, that you you know your RMD deadline is coming up. So if you haven't taken your first one, maybe you worked until last year and you didn't want to take it last year, you need to make sure that you take your RMD as soon as possible because, once again, if you don't take it, 50% penalty, so make sure you do. Well, for sure. Uh, that's that's a, On that note, uh, we have to end the show, but a great tip, and uh, thanks for going over this with us, Travis. 
let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Tony, for those out there listening, if if you're uh, in the boat that most retirees are in and things are getting more complicated and more convoluted by the day, that's why you need to use uh, a resource like us. Give us a call. 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Submit your question or call into our office. First two callers, 20-minute ask. Ask us anything. Ask us anything. Session might be the best twenty minutes you ever spent. Give us a call 877-269-0839. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC, and TL Chancellor Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.